Hi there everybody, Ed asked me to chime in and let you know about me. My name is Dan and I am weird. But I don't see weird as a bad thing. Weird just means people marching to the beat of a different drum, not fitting into that hole that society wants to shove you into. On my show, The Power of Weird, I'm talking to people like me, the weirder the better. So when you're done listening to this great episode of the Dead America Podcast, come on over to thepowerofweird.com and start the descent into your weirdom. And remember, be the weird you want to see in the world. I'll see you next time on The Power of Weird. There's work outside of the podcast uh, that people may need to do, uh, you know, in terms of finding some sort of self-awareness and confidence through, uh, you know, celebrating their wins, you know, um, recognizing they have value, um, that just because there's over a million podcasts out there doesn't mean there's no room for you. It just means that no one's telling your story and that the only person that can tell your story is you. Now, what is your story? That's the thing that can give you confidence. Once identified and clarified that message and that story communicated correctly can inspire people. It could change someone's life. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today, we have an awesome guest for you, Eric Cabral. He is the founder of On Air Brands and Podmax. He is the host of the Entrepreneur's Circle podcast, and Eric holds a BFA from the School of Visual Arts in New York City. So, Eric, could you please introduce yourself and let people know just a little bit about you, please? Yeah, Ed, it's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. I uh, came from the grind, as we like to call it here in America, uh, the corporate grind, to be exact, 20 plus years of doing what I was told uh, to build wealth uh, for massive Fortune 500 companies and the owners and partners and the corporations and shareholders, um, being a cog in the machine, which was perfectly fine. Um, that is what I set out to do. I came from a generation of um, uh, first generation Filipino. So my parents understood, get a, get a, get a good education, college degree, and, and follow the path that everyone has done as we have. And uh, you'll get a good job and you'll collect that gold watch <laughs> at the end of your turn. Um, so I was, I, I bled corporate blue or red or whatever the corporate colors were. Um, stayed with jobs. I was very, very, very loyal, uh, you know, for seven years, like eight years. No, I'm sorry. 
nine years is the longest job I held. And then everything after that was anywhere between two at minimum to four or five, six years. So um, it was great, honestly, Ed. I learned a ton. Um, but then I also learned bad habits. Um, they say that the two most addicting things in the world is heroin and a weekly salary. Um, and I needed to break from that. I needed to break from from the, the norm. And I knew there was something bigger and better. And I just was looking for answers. And it came to me when I was laid off for the second time, which I always say truly blessed, only twice in a 20 plus year career. And then um, I discovered real estate investing was a place that could potentially be an avenue for me uh, to do something new and exciting. And which is strange because as you mentioned earlier in my intro, and thank you for that, that I uh, came from School of Visual Arts. You know, I had a graphic design uh, you know, degree and that's what I did. And I did it really well. You know, I had way over Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours to become an expert. I probably had 50, 68, I don't know how many hours uh, in, in you know, honing that craft. Um, but I was also building businesses within corporations. That's where I really cut my teeth and started to realize, why do I keep doing this really well for others? And I don't try to do this for me. And that's where it all started, honestly. Um, really, really, really inspired you know, by an aha moment was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki's book. Uh, that that exposed me to a bigger mindset in terms of like get out of the rat race and build wealth for yourself, and that's where we are today. Well, it's a remarkable journey, you know. Life takes us on those journeys, and the bounces, ups and downs, you just never know. So, congratulations on being an entrepreneur. It's not easy, that's for sure. So, yeah, building a brand. What does it take to get to a successful level with a brand? Well, Ed, uh, to be to be quite frank, success is is relative, right? It all depends on who the individual is, what their goals are. Success could be, you know, freedom of time, you know, uh, being a wonderful father or husband could be, you know, success for someone. Uh, my definition of success can be drastically different from yours. Uh, but for the most part, people think of success as a monetary sort of uh, value, right? Uh, success means, you know, that that's the report card. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making X amount of money per year. I have X amount of money in the bank. Therefore, I am a success. But Ed, honestly, I know a lot of people with a lot of money who aren't happy. That's right. So to me... <laughs> To me, success is happiness. If I am happy and excited every morning when I wake up to be around the people that I love and to see my growing daughters happy for the most part, you know, every day is different, you know, for the most part, a week or a year, you know, they're generally happy. My wife is generally happy. That's success to me. And I feel that every day, since I left corporate America, but here's the thing. It's not every day. And when people have expectations that I'm going to achieve success and happiness can be one of those, uh, one of those barometers for me, 
understand and know and, and, and manage the expectation that there's good and bad days. That's life. That's right. Uh, that we all find that out eventually. And yeah. all happy people know you can't be happy all of the time. And that's wise to understand. So there was a time when Eric wasn't this big Podmax executive and you actually had dreadlocks at one time. <laughs> I had yeah. long hair, definitely. Uh, dreadlocks, that's <laughs> funny. I should have done the dreadlock thing. That would have been fun. Uh, oh, but I always hear to, to, to get rid of your dreadlock, you have to shave your head. So I did do that at some point. <laughs> so, so talk about that young Eric ah. and tell us what drove the passion to get where you are. Um, the, 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 that period of time that you're referring to, I, I was a teenager. Uh, I had hair down to my chest and my back and um, <laughs> many forms of long hair, you know, one of, of which, you know, I think it started out as a mullet. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was a typical, you know, bad boy teenager, you know, doing and things that a 14, 15, 16 year old shouldn't be doing, you know, like drugs and alcohol, hanging with the wrong crowd. Um, thank goodness for my father who finally put an end to all that by, you know, seeing me get into trouble week after week or month. I'll never forget it. He was, oh, he came into my room, right? And he was, he was yelling at me and he started ripping all my heavy metal posters off the wall. And then, and then he pulled me by the ear and said, get in the car. And he made me get a haircut, um, of which I understood something was happening that I needed and I needed to wake up. And I needed to change the people around me. And I needed to, to find what my passion was, which was art. I didn't know until he pointed it out. You know, he's like, you, there's drawings all over your room. You know, granted, they were models. You know, I was a horny teenager. So was, you know, I'm drawing Cindy Crawford and uh, <laughs> Stephanie Seymour and their life size in my room. But, you know, there was a skill there that I had developed. And uh, it led me to graphic design eventually. And, and, and thankfully, my father... Uh, you know, gave me an ultimatum. It's like either you do this, go to art school, or you go to military. <laughs> so yeah, it was good, and I needed it. I needed to wake up. Well, that's great that you've got good parents that cared enough to yank you out of that and kind of put you in a direction you needed to go. Yeah. So we all need great parents like that. Talk to us about the power of podcasting. What what makes podcasting so powerful yeah and you and i were talking a little bit about this before the mics were were on uh podcasting is such a wonderful medium for many many different reasons and and i will uh you know speak from my experience and hopefully anyone um who's experiencing it themselves or or want to you know this could inspire uh, but it won't be necessarily exactly but um, I can offer a little bit of guidance based off what I've learned uh, that podcasting is not traditional radio. So a lot of people think of it as I'm going to get on the radio right, podcast and I'm going to get sponsorship ads and I'm going to make money doing this <laughs> and the podcast is going to be my business. Okay. And that's fine. That is perfectly fine. But it is traditional 
mindset in terms of how radio worked. Okay. For me, podcasting is completely different. For me, it's an opportunity to have a conversation with someone I normally would not have access to or a reason to have a conversation. Hence, you and I talking. If it wasn't for your podcast, when and where would we meet and why would we be talking? Originally, I started my own podcast strictly for introductions and the reason to ask someone to have a conversation with me. Prior to podcasting, it was like, hey, you want to have a cup of coffee? Uh, you want to have a meeting? You know, can we, can I, can I, can I just pick your brain for a few minutes? But that didn't seem like a genuine approach. Uh, when I, when I was introduced to podcasting and what it could do, I didn't know exactly what was happening until it was happening. And what that was, was access to people getting information that I needed personally which was being recorded, and now I'm able to share the information and knowledge that I am extracting for selfish reasons <laughs> to build business and to and relationships, and now sharing it with, with the world. And the people appreciated it and started to follow and started to, you know, commend me and ask me for more, and, and it started to build a community um, if done right and over time on a consistent basis. So that's really, really the strength for me in podcasting. Yes, there's other ways that we're making money through podcasting, not directly through sponsorship or ads, but indirectly you can make money by approaching a podcast in a different way in terms of opening it onto your business and using it as a marketing tool and an arm for your business. Yes. There's a lot of power in podcasting, and a lot of people get stuck on that sponsorship instead of concentrating on the content and mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to provide great, meaningful content. Mm -hmm. And if we if we concentrate on that first, you know, the sponsorships might or might not come. You know, that depends on a lot of factors. Finding the confidence step up to the microphone and pour it all out. That's not easy to do. Do you have some tips for people that could help them find confidence and get out of that uh, imposter syndrome? Yeah, uh, I think that, well, there's a lot of work there if, if you have to um, identify and, and, and find, there, there's work outside of the podcast. Uh, that people may need to do, uh, you know, in terms of finding some sort of self-awareness and confidence through, uh, you know, celebrating their wins, you know, um, recognizing they have value, um, that just because there's over a million podcasts out there doesn't mean there's no room for you. It just means that no one's telling your story and that the only person that can tell your story is you. Now, what is your story? That's the thing that can give you confidence. Once identified and clarified that message and that story communicated correctly can inspire people. It could change someone's life. If you're speaking to, here's one of the things a lot of people, clients potentially come up to me and say, um, you know, 
My goal is to get 5,000 or 10,000 downloads per episode. Okay, um, fine. But do you know what the average is for you know, downloads for a podcast? The average? No, I have no idea. So why are you coming up with this arbitrary number that, you know, you don't have a gauge, like what the norm is? 200 to 250 downloads per episode is a success. Very successful. So a lot of businesses that I talk to, they're like, what? Well, that doesn't seem like a lot. If I gave you the microphone and introduced you on stage to 250 people in the room, that's a win. So to go back to your question about um, what people can do to gain confidence, well, finding your story and understanding and knowing the truth and authenticity behind your story and that someone out there, that one person in the 250 people in the room found inspiration through your story and you help that one person, that can give you confidence. That's a great first step. Go in, managing your expectations. I need to reach one person per episode. That makes a difference. And it goes right behind my mantra and my mission in life, Ed, which is to make the world a better place, one microphone at a time. And if everyone can understand the power behind that, nothing can stop you. You continue going. That's the next tip that I can give is once you start, don't stop. Be consistent because consistency breeds habits and habits creates rituals and growth and learning, connections, all sorts of wonderful things happen if you continue doing it. That is so awesome. And that's award winning right there. That's great advice. Finding the confidence it is not easy, but once you have practice, it gets easier. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about equipment real quick. How important is equipment to a podcaster just to get up and going and figure out if they truly want to put that financial hardship on themselves? Yeah. So, to me, Ed, honestly, people want to find excuses to not do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm a real estate investor, and I, and I host a lot of meet, meetings and meetups. I see that people come to these meetings that month after month, year after year, still never pulling the trigger on becoming a real estate investor. Why? Because I haven't figured out what type of business card I'm going to create or I haven't figured out how to do social media yet. Like there's always an excuse, right? Why they didn't do something. Same thing with podcasting. You haven't figured out a microphone. I mean, you can literally pick up your phone and it's, that's a recording device. You hit record. There are apps there to record. There are apps that will publish the podcast for you. If you talk into your phone, everyone who's listening to this, I'm pretty sure has a phone. That is your microphone. That's simple and plain. If you go to Entrepreneur Circle, my podcast, then for every first episode or two is me talking and walking in my basement on my phone. It sounds amazing. It's shockingly good. I mean, eventually, you know, I'm a tech, I'm a gearhead. I like this stuff. So, of course, I started to delve into microphones, but it's not expensive. You're talking, you can get a microphone on Amazon for less than $100. You can get one for 25 bucks. Who cares? right? Just do it, get going, 
feel it out, jump into the water, swim, and you'll figure it out. And if you love it, slowly but surely, you can start to invest a little bit more into it. But yeah, there's nothing to stop us from creating a podcast with the tools we already have. That's right. You know, a lot of excuses, but I love a lot of those simplistic methods of getting your podcast going. And there's a lot of them out there. You know, one of the things that I love about you, Eric, is you have this family first approach to basically everything you do. How did you come up with that? Oh, good question. Um, it seems cliche for those who are in the personal growth and development uh, space and, and understand and know that, that that is critical to any type of success. Um, when I when I left corporate America and I took that risk, um, I needed to find my why. And that's what I was always told from all the gurus and all the mentor coaches that I met along the way. Find out what your why is. So the majority of us who have families, yes, that's my why. My little girls, my growing family, my wife, I do everything for them. Along the way, though, Ed, I started to realize that's a crutch. That's a, that, that's a reason that we put on the shelf and we never look at it again. Why? Because we're pressured as men and providers or, or women who are the providers of the home to go. Our instinct is to go hunt, right, and bring home the kill. And the women will stay home and gather, right, and, and, and raise the family. So we get caught in this focused uh, mission. And we, get, we start to realize as we look around, as time passes and you build business, life at home is not great. You know, I'm, uh, I'm seeing my kids leapfrog and grow before my eyes and I'm missing it. I'm not involved because I'm building business. My excuse is I need to build business. So I had to do an audit. I had to check myself, Ed, recently. And I, start, I had to really focus on how do I make this more balanced? And there's a lot of very, very cool exercises and people uh, and networks um, that, that can help you incorporate tools to make family life better and, 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 and to make it a priority rather than just say it. Why, why is my family? Yeah. Practice it. I think that's a great approach to have. And I think that's a very successful approach to being happy with what you are actually doing in life and that always makes what you're doing in life a lot easier let's talk about your networking partnerships and networking you built this wonderful thing called podmax that brings people in and uh you and josh you do a wonderful thing there could you talk to people about what was the inspiration for PodMax and what were some of the difficult things to get it going? There's always difficulty, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're always going through growing pains um, and figuring things out as we go. Um, so the inspiration really happened organically. It wasn't by design. Um, like I had told you earlier, I started my podcast and I was interviewing people and some of those people are friends and potential business partners and clients. 
And they would ask me how I'm doing it. And then I would explain it to them and they would say, that's great. Can you do that for me? So one turned into two, turned into dozens. And all of a sudden I had a group of podcasters that I was helping and developing and becoming very close to because now we're doing more things together and inspiring each other and participating in each other's projects. So that started to grow through On Air Brands, my media agency. And I started to, it hit me. There are people that want to get on podcasts. Why don't I just get them? I was already getting them on my shows. You know, I had multiple shows. Um, but why don't I share? I was already making connections to other podcasts that we're producing. And I said, let's just throw an event together. Uh, everybody come one day and we'll get you on five podcasts in a day. How's that sound? Because of my network that I had built over time and relationships, really, it's what it was. And they trusted me. Dozens of people trusted that I could open the door, get them on podcasts. And now the magic started to happen because it wasn't necessarily getting them on the podcast. That's, that's what got them in the door. The magic happened and happens when the mics turn off because people start to figure out how to help each other. Like genuine people who actually care about others want to figure out solutions. Like, what can I do in, to help you with anything you may be struggling with? People were forming partnerships. People were finding clients outside of the studios. That's how it all started. And, and then, you know, we all got slapped in the face, a cold bucket of water in 2020. Yeah. And it went virtual. <laughs> It all went virtual, and that was great for us because now we had access to everyone. Everyone all across the globe started to show up from different countries. Uh, it was great, and that's that's really that's really what what the the magic is and the power behind Podmax is. It's building relationships, growing your network, and sharing your story, and helping you to clarify what that story is. Well, that's kind of awesome. So actually, this COVID thing that sent us all into this uh, panic mode did some great things for a lot of people then. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it, was, it was necessary, I feel, um, to sort of reset, right? Uh, that's like a lot of the word that people use. But in a sense, it reset me as a person and it reset my businesses and it reset the people around me because we were all looking for the same thing. And if we were running around, taking flights, taking your jumping in cars, traveling, that's, that's a lot of time spent where all of a sudden we started to leverage the tools around us, our computers and Zoom and all that. Now we were spending less time getting to places and more time talking and having conversations. Uh, so everybody doubled down on on that, meeting with each other uh, online. I think now we're ready. We're like, okay, people figured it out. You know, I, I found solace and growth through that period of time in meditation and yoga and things that I had not incorporated and created rituals for now are a part of my life. Uh, if it weren't for 2020, I would not have to say that. Um, or I never would have committed to it. So, so there's a lot of great things that can happen um, when, when, when times become dark. You, know, you, you, you have to look for the light. 
one more thing I want to touch on is what is it like working with Josh, Todd, and Amber? <laughs> Todd and Amber and Josh. Um, they're they're great. I mean, these are people that if I'm, I'm going to speak in generalities here, the vibration that you put out there for anyone who believes in that, meaning your frequency, your energy, everything that you represent and you put out in physical, mental, physical, any spiritual form, whatever you want to call it, attracts like-minded, similar type of, I liken this to add, um, let's go back to the radio. For those who love and appreciate and know, I mean, still cars have radios. Uh, so when you turn the dial, some of them comes in fuzzy. Some of the channels uh, are very clear. If someone's tuning into your channel and your frequency, they're there. They, they, they're, they're listening and they're connecting and you're feeling it too. You're, you're, you're vibrating on their frequency. So this is what I attract. This is what I, what I, what I just do naturally. Um, be myself and continue to put it out there. And the folks that you mentioned came and they said, how can I help? How can I love? How can I support? And I'm like, same for you. How can I do that for you? So then everyone, we can't do it alone, Ed. We got we to join forces with people, and we have to try to figure out how we all win in these situations. Yeah. So it's not just about those people you mentioned. You know, it's everyone that I love around me and everyone that I know I can help and they can help me to continue support and continue figuring out solutions for each other. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot because it, it does. It matters. Even the smallest podcast, if they're trying to do something to help in any way, uh, I say support that. And what you guys do is wonderful, and you're bringing up a lot of great talent and inspiring a lot of people. So how can people get a hold of you and connect with you and get involved with PodMax? Yeah, so we have a wonderful free uh, sort of training to, to get to clarify your message and your story. Um, or go at your own pace, you know, sort of virtual class, what we call a master class. And it's at podmax.co slash master class. So that is free. You can go. You can consume, and hopefully you get something out of it. Uh, but then you can also go to my website uh, to find out more of what I'm doing and to reach out to me, uh, Eric, E-R-I-K, Cabral.co is the website. Here we go. All right. One more thing before I let you go, Eric. Do you have a call to action for people? Yeah, it's that. Everything we were talking about, you know, Try to recognize if you are operating under limiting beliefs, um, that you have value and you have a story to tell, and someone out there needs to hear it. And it is our duty to share the story and the lessons learned in life. And to, you know, what's very helpful, Ed, is journaling and figuring out, okay, I experienced this, which felt like a failure, but what did I learn from it? That's a, that's a great exercise to go through because if it weren't for failure, 
we would never accomplish anything because yeah. then we would just stay home and, and, and crawl under the bed and, and, and just stay where it's safe, where I won't fail. But to me, that's failure <laughs> to do nothing. That is wise, Eric. I thank you so much for being here on the Dead America podcast with us, and you enjoy your afternoon. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.